All right, well, okay. welcome to the first Popheads podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need an order. <laughs> what order? Who's next? Uh, I'm Awesome Tuck1559. I'm 4th of July. I'm Edric, aka EK Extreme. Um, and I am Doctor Who When How Why, your favorite moderator of Popheads. No, don't take my word for it. I'm including the entire thing, by the way. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna cut that. <laughs> right. So, obviously, the biggest things we're gonna talk about this week is gonna be Joanne and album of the year. Yeah, Joanne, Solange, that sort of stuff. Several new songs from some of our favorite artists, and then the rates. So, what do you guys want to start with? So. There was Kamas' rate, which was uh, a teenage dream versus Fame Monster versus Cannibal. Yeah. AKA the Riot of Popheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Kayo Massacre. Yeah, the Massacre of Casey and <laughs> Kesha. Oh my gosh. That massacre was awful. I can't believe it. Like, I was rooting for God. I feel bad because I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Um participate in any of them so like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be quiet i watched the carnage unfold i didn't participate i just kind of sat there and watched everybody fight which one of us did participate in commerce's raid then with Katy perry kesha and the other one (laughs) (laughs) katie yeah katie perry kesha and lady gaga yeah Uh, Um, i did so i participated in it i did not did you edit it? I, a doctor who do you, you did, didn't you? I did participate on this raid, yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, I did not give my 11 to Lady Gaga, that's for sure. What'd you give ch- it to? Oh my god, I need to check that, actually. I think <laughs> it was Wide Awake by Katy Perry. You wasted what? it on Katy. That's a solid seven at the most. Come on now. What? No, that is Katie's. That is one of Katie's best songs. I am like, oh wait, that's, in my opinion. No, that's like, like a seven at the most. Like, yeah, well, I, I can't. That's like your. I opinion. can't believe you. <laughs> what did you that's give your almost my. That's. Doc? That uh, come again. What did you give your eleven to then? Uh, and uh, I gave my eleven to the obvious winner, uh, Bad Romance. But I feel so bad. Like, was it was it worth Bad Romance getting the number one spot when Katie got massacred so hard? I don't know. As a <laughs> as a as a fan of both Gaga and Katie, this is just a it, this is such a conflicting moment for me. Well, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of Katie, Lady Gaga, and Kesha, so it's hard for me too. If I were to participate, I probably would have. Yeah, I probably would have given my eleven to Bad Romance. Like, had I participated, I mean, the entirety of the entirety of Fame (laughs) Monsters, like solid tens straight through. Like the only one that I would give lower than like a nine for is like Monster, but still, that's like an eight point five. So like, any of those would probably be worthy of my eleven. I would not waste it on something like Wide Awake. (laughs) <laughs> well, obviously, in the raid, the fame monster included all the fame too. So it's not just. Oh, the yikes! Never mind. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm satisfied with the top two because those are my two favorite Gaga tracks. What was yeah, the I top mean, two again? Bad Romance got number one, and Paparazzi got number two. Oh, Paparazzi is I prefer, iconic. I prefer Paparazzi. I gave that a ten. Paparazzi, I think, is like, like it gets better over time. Like, I mean, oh, like yeah, Just definitely. Dance is kind of like dated. Like now, like if you listen to it, the production or whatever, but paparazzi is like just as good as it was when it just came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And I gave very nostalgic. I gave yeah. Bad Romance a three. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> wow. So when you say you're a fan of Gaga, Katie, and Kesha, you're not really a fan. I am of a Gaga. fan of Lady Gaga. I just Bad Romance, I think, is very overrated, and it just there's nothing appealing about it to me. It's very uninteresting. I mm. guess the production's okay, but like for me, it's just boring. Oh man! I think it's just that Oof. the chorus and the melody are just so iconic and exactly. Yeah. I don't recall. Like, I can't any... think of a. Keep I mean, going. There's Sorry. lots of there's lots of iconic songs that's boring, like "Call Me Maybe." Yeah. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Wow. <laughs> no, get out. Call me get out. I didn't ask to be. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mind "Call Me Maybe." I just yeah. Yikes! <laughs> no, call me baby. Take. I did not yeah, ask I just to be a part that, of this like, narrative. <laughs> I think that, like, when talking about bad romance, you kind of have to realize how much it, like, not so much influenced, but how big it was in like modern pop music. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's a huge factor into like how much I love it. Like, I love that song. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs ever. And the, Same. like, effect it has on, like, modern pop is insane. Exactly. Gaga, Lady Gaga is such a game changer to the music industry. So early in her mm-hmm. career. Like, my God. I just invented music. I think we're all forgetting yeah. the amazingness that is Telephone. That's still up Oof, there. Yeah. Tele- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, Telephone. You can't, yeah. Really you can't let off. Bad Romance and Paparazzi overshadow Telephone because that is just such an amazing song. It it's is not dated at all to me. At least in my opinion, it's not dated at all. A lot of the Fame Monster does not sound dated. Like, I mean, yeah. there are certain songs, but then you have, like, timeless songs like Teeth. Like, that, <laughs> the production on that is very, very good, and I might be in the minority by saying that. Again, but... for, for including <laughs> I... the Fame album as well. Oh, I gave. I keep forgetting that. That's pretty I gave, dated. I gave oh my, God. my six. Yeah, that's probably my lowest rated mm. song from Mm-mm. the Fame Monster. I don't know. I just didn't like it as a closer. I feel like, wait, so this is the last song for the Fame Monster? Wow, that is so disappointing. So, yeah, <laughs> but the really rest of the... It doesn't end on a high note. Mm, I don't know. It just feels out... It's so weird that for an album that sounds very electronic it would end the ep would end with a country influence song mm-hmm. Interesting. which leads us on to joanne <laughs> i mean <laughs> yes i mean i get it but i don't know some when this i don't know i just feel like that is not a good closer song in my opinion because if like if you have a great album and then suddenly you have this okay song as a closer then i don't know that's just me it gives me some bad taste if you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Interesting. The track listings of of albums or EPs don't affect me that much. Like I'm not bothered that that song was the closer, or that Bad Romance was the opener. It just it doesn't have any effect on me. See, yeah, I tend to listen to albums. 
Yeah, see, I tend to mm. listen to albums, like, straight through the first time I listen to them, yeah. which is, like, how I develop opinions on certain songs. I mean, if it... And if, then... Sorry. If it's a concept no. album, that then I'll get that, but The Fame Monster is not a concept album. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like, know people I mean, who don't even listen do to concept albums all the way through, though. What? Like, uh, I had my friend, one of my friends listen to To Pimp a Butterfly on shuffle the first time. Oh, oh! Wow. I don't understand oh how you God, can do that. How? Like I don't understand. It'll, it'll like start to with Mortal Man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand listening to playlists on shuffle. But why would you listen to an album on shuffle? That just makes no sense to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous because then you lose like the whole like core of like the essence of what the album's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people just don't realize that sometimes you have to listen in order to get some sort of bigger picture. Exactly. Like if I listen yeah. to an album out of order the first time, I'll be, I'll develop pin- opinions that aren't necessarily true. Like I'll be like, oh, this album's so jumbled; it's not coherent. When really, <laughs> it's just out of order in terms of like where the <laughs> right. tracks are. Mm-hmm. And if it's a good artist, then they would have put thought into the track listing. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I accidentally start an album, but I don't realize it's on shuffle until like halfway through, and it's <laughs> like really pissed off. That was me the first time I listened to Views. I mean, the Views <laughs> is tw- like twenty out songs long. Like it's a big album. Yeah. Yeah, it's way too long. It An is hour and twenty long. minutes. Several songs could have been cut from that that would make it a much better album. Mhm. Mhm. Like Hotline. Yeah, that's the case with a lot of albums. And Hotline Bling was like the necessary pop song on that album. Yeah. I can see that yeah, maybe he wouldn't have wanted it to... Maybe he wouldn't have wanted it to be the lead single, sort of, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for I the future rates, included it for sale. Conversely, though, what, what, what did you give your zero to if you participated in Commas Rate? Um... Okay, you're gonna kill me, but I probably would give it to Wide Awake. <gasps> no! Oh my gosh. Oh my. I am. I hate Wide Awake so Why? much. Okay, because it's very like it's very repetitive, and I think the production on it isn't the best it could be. Like it's very low key, and I understand that was the vibe that she's going for, but at the same time, it's just it's like grating in a sense. Like I, I just don't would like it at all. Give it to Peacock. Peacock is an iconic bop. Yeah, I understand. I understand the lyrics are kind of trashy, but like the production is good and it's still like a good song. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of tongue in cheek anyway. Like, it's not supposed to be. Too yeah. The biggest memory I have is accidentally playing uh, "Teenage Dream" on shuffle at my sister's like sixth birthday party, and then it went to Peacock, <gasps> and oh I was just, like screaming, trying to get to the stereo to turn it off. Oh my gosh! Okay. Moral of the story, don't play Katy Perry ever. No, just kidding, just play her. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, don't play Katy Perry in a party, okay? Okay. You know yeah, what, what I we, we all understand what I you're mean, saying. I've been to parties that I've just had 1989 on Shuffle. Yeah. Okay. See, that's not that's not bad, though. Like, yeah. That's yeah. iconic. I like the album, yeah. Arguably. I like the album, I, too. You just gotta put emotion on like, Shuffle. I gave my zero to Dinosaur by Kasia. Yo. Same. Hold same. up. Yeah, I think a lot of people. What do you do. mean, hold up? That is just like. 
Dinosaur is so good. No, it's not. Oh my gosh, no, dinosaur. <laughs> that melody is... is so catchy. No, that is terrible. Not, that's not. That's not a word I'd use to describe. I know I'm like the devil's advocate of this podcast, but like, come on. (laughs) Like, I bet you guys gave like sleazy like threes too. I gave sleazy my nine. Looking at looking at looking at my catchy rates, I gave take it off a one. Steven a three. Yo, oh my god. Mighty at a rich dude's house a three. Oh my god. And see you next Tuesday a four. That's the. I can't believe you guys aren't appreciating. Kesha for I the artistic genius Kesha. that she is. Okay, okay. J- I, gave, Ke- I gave We Are Who We Are a 10. TikTok and 9. Thank you. The take it off score I understand because like her voice is kind of annoying on that, but when you give Dinosaur a zero, fam, I'm just, I'm like personally... Have you listened to the song? I have listened to the song. I enjoy the song. Uh... I'm about to leave this podcast. <laughs> I'm offended. Well, we've spoken about the fame monster. We've spoken about animal and cannibal. What did? What would you think of Teenage Dream? Teenage Dream. Uh, it's a bop. It's a bop album. I actually the like the entire album's a bop. The entire album's <laughs> a bop. I, ac- I actually, I actually like the non-singles that were on the album, like um, mm. "Who Am I Living For," uh, "Pearl," and. Some maybe circle in the drain. Yeah, that's circle what it's drain. called. I like circle the drain. Yeah, circle the drain is great. I think the. I think the whole album. Sorry, keep going. I think my favorite non-single album, uh, non-single song from that album is uh, "Who Am I Living For?" Because I actually relate to uh what Katie sang about that song because that song is about her questioning her faith and all and that's what I I had that sort of similar experience so yeah that's probably why I gave that song a, a higher score than it actually deserved in my opinion but I don't know it's just that weird connection I had and it's also song. interesting because she started out as a Christian pop artist yeah, so yeah. exactly a song that's questioning Katie Hudson came out in like mid 2000s I think early mm-hmm. 2000s yeah, mid two thousands. I think yeah. the whole album as a whole is just stacked. Like, if you ignore the rest of Katie's discography, that could be like a greatest hits album. Yeah, like, straight through. Exactly. Like every song is stellar, like ten out of ten all the way throughout, which is like unprecedented for a pop album. There's like no filler. No filler at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, agree with with, with that. eighteen songs as well. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just looking yeah, over my really well. looking over my rates for it, I gave a two to not like the movies. Why? I don't First think of all, how dare you? I mean, didn't we learn that from Vice? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also, are, are you surprised about how bad Last Friday Night got the remix? No, the remix is dope. Like, exactly. Missy and... What? Like, I give it a nine. Like, oh, oh! I thought you said I you gave know. last Friday night a low score. Sorry, my bad. No, I mean in general, in the actual final rates, it got quite low. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah it got so I'm low. I'm not fond of it either way. I, why did it get so low? It's such an iconic party song, in my opinion. Missy Elliott is a good addition as well. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was the original. Yeah. So. I would have. If we're talking about like the remixes and collabs, 
I would have probably rated E.T. higher than it got on all right, the remix one with Kanye. Yeah, well, both <laughs> versions are good, but I, I gave the remix two points higher. Yeah, because I just think that's that's not a better song, but I like Kanye's verse. Like, just because of how goofy it is. Like, it totally contrasts yeah, the actual it's very funny, like, core actually. of the song in a good way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very funny. I prefer yeah, the... A lot of people just hated the verse. Really? But, like, I think the alien sex... I think they were expecting more iconic. than they wanted to. Mm-hmm. The remix... I prefer the remix over the original, because um, when, the, when the original was playing on the radio, it's like, mm, okay, I like it, but not certain... But I don't love it. So when I listened to the remix uh, recently, before I submitted the rate, uh, my scores for that rate, uh, uh, I was like, Kanye gave the life, I mean, the punch this song needed for some reason. Especially when yeah. when Kanye opened the song. It's like, yep, this makes this song more of a bop than it, than it was. So yeah, I prefer the remix over, over the original. I mean, <laughs> I was initially surprised that Kanye would jump on a song with Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, back at that time, Kanye did a lot of pop features. Yeah. Now he hardly does. Like, back then, they had, like, Knock Me Down, like, American Boy, a bunch of that stuff. American Boy is the best song ever. American Boy is fucking Mm -hmm. iconic. It could be. I mean, what what era was Kanye in when the time it was released, was it? That was 2010. That was right before... Um, yeah, my beautiful but, dark t- twisted fantasy area. I mean, that was era, like quite yeah. a poppy area of Kanye, anyway. Yeah, right. because I mean, if you look at the features that he has in that album, it's like Rihanna, Fergie, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that was, and he's coming out of like graduation then, which is like his most poppy era. So like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like a transition. Yeah. I'm and really excited about like the when he stopped the future rates though. I'm excited for the like 2012. The upcoming ones. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the 2012 rate. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for the results of that. Just that because, and like, uh, Doc's rate, the Marina and the Diamonds, Lord and Lana Del Rey. And mm-hmm. yeah, just to see I'm very excited for that for everyone. Other than that, we've got a rate from Punk coming up, which is right, there is no Santa Claus coming up, which is Views versus Coloring Book versus The Life of Pablo. So See, I will definitely one. participate in that because, like, I think Views is very underrated. And I don't mean that in, like, oh, it's not the biggest album. I mean that is, like, it's genuinely, like, scored lower than it should be. So yeah. I'm excited to participate in that. Give Views the justice it deserves because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a good album. I think if you listen to the songs individually, they're they're really good. I mean, well, not really good, but they're good. <laughs> If you listen to them in order, like it kind of gets monotonous, so mm. people might, you know, rate them lower than they should be. And I mm-hmm. forgot to mention, Blonde is also in that rate with Lapa Pablo. See, and yeah, yeah. and Coring Book. I think I'm probably gonna rate Blonde a little bit lower than the rest. Mm. I'm not sure just because, like, I don't know. I'm not sure how the I'm not um, stylistically. I'm not as fond of blonde as i am the other three in terms of this year which is like blasphemy coming from a frank ocean stand but in comparison <laughs> to the other three i'm not really as like keen on that one so we'll see what i happens. remember going over to my friend's house and he played me like the entirety of blonde and i literally cannot recall any of it it's just like 
I mean, I can remember stuff from Channel Orange, but like trying to recall any track for Blondes is really hard for me. Yeah, it's a very melancholy album. Mm -hmm. With Blonde, Channel Orange is one of my favorite albums, so I was like hyping up the release so much, and then it was like something totally different, and that kind of like it's down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely did not expect like that much of a melancholic vibe. I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And anyway, in December, I've also got a rate planned, which is Fever by Kylie Minogue versus In the Zone by Britney Spears. Oh my gosh. Music by Madonna. So that's going to be oh, a man. Too. I'm so excited for this. The thing is, I'm not sure which one I'm going to be biased for because I like, I love In the Zone and music uh, from Madonna. So. And it's going to be, it's going to be quite good after the sort of rap rates coming from there's no Santa Claus anyway so mm -hmm. this just gives me an example to listen to Kylie Minogue so. yeah I, I've been meaning to yeah, listen yeah. to Kylie Minogue for a while mm -hmm. yeah. I think we know who's US, going to be really good coverage of her I think we know what song is going to be number one on Tough Fox's rate I mean it's toxic I mean, it's gonna be a, no I, ho I it's hope okay. it's going to be Can't Get You Out of My Head because that is an iconic song even more so than Toxic I would argue yeah, no, I agree. No, it's, it's no can't get you out of my head is like, can't get you out of my head has one of the best melodies of any pop song. Mm, of course, mm, I'm not so sure with pop heads. La, la, la hook. It's just mm -hmm. Exactly. But I think for the majority well, of pop heads, I think they would favor Toxic more. Yeah, because definitely. It's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Based okay. on what I've seen in the plug DJ, at least. Yeah. Same. With that being said, I won't give Toxic my eleven. I'm giving it to another song. Ooh. Yeah. Surprise. I won't reveal it what it is. is I think it, hmm? it's going to be music, isn't it, Babadonna? Mm, I won't confirm <laughs> nor deny your allegation. Ooh. So <laughs> it's all in a mystery. Also, as well as the commerces rate, we've also got the indie rate by Ultion Dolls. I that did not one, participate I in that. Oh, you did right. do that. I, I did it. Um, Doc did it as well. Yeah, I did it. I, I yeah. was really impressed with that rate, too. I thought the results came out really nicely. Um, although I'm surprised the sub likes Purity Ring so much. Like, it took so long mm. for their songs to get eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. without participating, I knew that churches would probably have like quite a strong lead from the other two. Mm -hmm. Right, they were the most popular one and yeah. the most critically acclaimed. So I did probably the most probably the most mainstream too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The, I most, agree. the most amusing part about how the how the rates were revealed was like we all thought that Mr. Webbs is gonna lose to Purity Ring, but it turns out the remaining Purity Ring songs that were revealed were before the last two Mr. Webbs songs were revealed. So this is some sort of victory for the Mr. Wives fan Mr. Wives fans. So they were like, oh thank God. I remember there was this one person betting betting on this. Uh he was uh <laughs> wow. I That's he was betting he was betting that he that um that uh a song from Purity Ring would be lower than the so than a song from Mr. Wives. And if that if that is not true, then he would post a selfie in the next uh, general, uh, general discussion thread, and turn turns out he didn't. So because Mr. Wise got higher Calling than Purity Ring, so 
I need to listen to more Mr. Wives. I have friends that like um, Mr. Wives, and I've heard they're really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of their songs, um, Reflections, I believe, is mm-hmm. like a very, very good pop song. So I really need to get into them and listen to them more. Yeah, yeah I've only listened to the churches. I've only listened to the church's album out of the three, but I'm a big fan of that. And I'm really happy that The Mother We Share took the top spot because I, I love that song. I still haven't listened yeah. to churches. It's a beautiful song, The Mother We Share. Yeah, it's really good. Although I will say um, the fact that Tether and Now Is Not The Time were so low, like, I'm really angry <laughs> at that because I gave my 11 to Now Is Not The Time, a 10 to <laughs> Tether. And those went out like first day, I think. Yeah. Yikes. That was terrible. Also, I will say that I will say that I'm kind of ashamed Tyro got so low because if you go into the song without expecting the same sort of feel as Janelle Monet did, did it originally, then it is a great song. But if you just have to separate the different versions, it's like really appreciate the song that Churches did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if people, if people like, if people separated it from Janelle Monae's version, then I, I think it would have got a higher, a higher place. Right. Yeah, I think they put yeah, their nice the melancholic synthy vibe on it. You know, it's definitely different from Janelle's a lot, and I think they're going for different too. Yeah. But yeah. you can't help but make the comparison. Mhm. 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 Right. Should we move on then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so we have got new music from Alicia Keys, Bruno Mars, Solange, and Lady Gaga, obviously. So, first of all, <laughs> three singles from Alicia Keys. Have you all listened to them? Yes. Yes. Not all of them. Not all of them. And I don't think I well, have an opinion for this. We've so. got In Common, um, Back to Life from the Disney Queen of Cutway film, and then Blended Family featuring ASAP Rocky, which is the latest single. In Common and Back to Life are two of my favorite songs of the year. Yeah, those are both fantastic. I, I mean, Blended Family is good, but it sounds more like traditional Alicia Keys, I guess you could say, where these two mm-hmm. other singles, um, uh, Back to Life and In Common, are like a really welcome departure that like provides a fantastic new sound, especially with uh, Back to Life, which is like, this slow building thing at first and then it, the drums kick in it's like this fantastic bobby sound i really like the like i really like the fk twigs vibe she's putting forth like this weird electronica kind of pop r&b like hybrid and i think that's like unprecedented for alicia keys of all people mm-hmm. and I really welcome that kind of sound, and I love that, and I love how like catchy both songs are. Also, the look that she's going for with the, the In Common single cover and even her new album, the Here cover, are, like, amazing. I, like, yeah. I just love those covers so much, like, with the headscarf and then with the frizzy hair. It's, like, it really feels like with this... With these coming years, a lot of artists have been embracing their blackness, I guess you could say, especially mm-hmm. with like Solange and uh, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar and stuff yeah. like that. It's just, it's like a really welcome change. Yeah, like black is beautiful. She needs yeah. to, she's embracing that and that's really amazing. I respect that. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, yeah. and obviously by the time this podcast gets released, it'll, 
her new album will come out today. So I look forward to talking about that on the next podcast. Of mm-hmm. course. All right. Yeah, definitely. Right. I also saw her live in uh, Times Square when she did that oh, course, surprise yeah. concert. With that Nas, was great. With Nas, Questlove. There were so uh, many Jay-Z, yeah. Jay-Z Nas, and Questlove, John Mayer. Uh, John Mayer came out, played guitar for like four songs. Yeah, when Jay-Z came out, like the whole crowd just exploded. Because I that think song I is lost such a bop. something inside me. Especially with the concert being in New York, like that's just going to be iconic. Yeah, the middle of Times Square, full of tourists. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, all the so- new songs sounded great. Like the production live hmm. really translates well. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate like the new songs more because I have that in my memory, you know, with that context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really hyped for this. Yeah, I agree. You can definitely start to appreciate artists more when you see them perform live. You can appreciate their talent. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah. Like half of the half of my favorite albums this year were from artists that I've seen live. Yeah. So I, there's definitely like cool. a correlation between that. Hmm. Right. So moving on as well, we've got obviously the new single from Bruno Mars and the SNL exclusive performance of the new song. Yes. So what did you guys I think of 24 Karat um, Magic? Oh. 24 Karat Magic on the first listen, I thought it was very Bruno Mars. I don't know how else to explain it, but it mm. sounded like him where he makes these like funky, poppy kind of yeah. like bops. Mm-hmm. Like it was much like Uptown Funk in terms of like the catchiness and the general aesthetic of the song. since that first week though i really haven't listened to it that much since then i think like the kind of effect that he had kind of wore off after the first couple listens but that was just me uh i've had it on like repeat for the past like week and a half because it's just like i'm sure it's gonna i'm gonna get maybe uptown funk fatigue with it and maybe turn it off but right now it's just so catchy and like upbeat and happy all the time and there's like mm-hmm. obviously the funk influences and you can hear like those traditional like funky lines like uh there was one on uptown funk it was um uh something about a dragon i forgot it, it was i'm too hot make a dragon want to retire and then uh with this one it's a uh, known to give the color red the blues it's like these these lines that just make you like think and laugh for a second that really stick with you i like that i think he has like a talent for not necessarily lyricism, but making like lyrics that we remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. like hashtag like, blessed. Yeah, hashtag yeah, blessed. like not necessarily, not necessarily good lyrics on a whole, yeah. but lines yeah. that are like memorable. Like I've been walking around today, like thinking about the song, and just being like, "Oh, like broke bitches and your ugly ass friends." Like, how can you forget a line like that? No, <laughs> it's unforgettable, and um. I would have listened to 24K Magic a lot more because that song is fucking catchy. Oops, sorry, I swear. <laughs> Just leave me out. But um, yeah, it's so catchy. But then Perfect Illusion came along beforehand, which we will talk about Joanne later in the show, in this episode. So yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I do understand the comparisons to Uptown Funk, but I think it's just like Uptown Funk 3.0. It's just so much more improved in so many ways like it includes yeah. more disco influence i think the oh disco influence is, more... is amazing 
Right. And the production and I mean, is Upta- way more Uptown complex. Funk is Bruno Mars' song anyway, mainly. So, like, I'm yeah, all right with him. No one really attaches it to Mark Ronson that much. No, no. Sorry, Mark Which Ronson. is a shame, because I love Ron- Mark Ronson. Yeah, he's, like, he's a very talented producer. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Also, I the, love uh, the talk box the, in the beginning. We'll talk about yeah, that when we go on the, to the, Joanne the, as well, obviously. Yeah. Mark yeah. Uh, the SNL performance for 24 Karat Magic was just, like, awesome. Because usually, you, I mean, even with artists who try to, like, innovate the performances like Kanye West it's like they try to switch it up I don't think I've ever seen an artist use the whole like tracking shot thing where they start out somewhere else and then they end up in the front of the stage or and and even like an artist performing off the stage is really Mm -hmm. rare so they kind of walk through the entire studio which is I have seen that before like I have seen that before Madonna did that with uh, Richard Madonna with her performance of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, on so. SNL, sometimes they do that for the, um, for like the people's monologues. They'll start out like in the studio mm-hmm. part and then walk onto the stage. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very creative. Miranda. Yeah. I thought it was very creative. Like it was kind of like unprecedented in the way that they like shot that. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Right. They're having and obviously his school. voice was fantastic. I don't yeah. remember much of the other song, Chunky, that I performed live on SNL. I just remember that yeah, it was neither. very... It fit the style. I, have, I haven't heard of well. that. I haven't heard of that well, other it worked song. Well, it worked well alongside 24 Karat Magic, and I just mm-hmm. love the style it's going for. I'm going to be very happy when it releases the album. Yeah, the singles have been really consistent. Like, nothing's... Well, out of the two singles, like, they're not <laughs> bad. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we just stop so we can let Ford go to the bathroom? Okay. I can always just just cut it in afterwards. Okay, good. Um, I mean, we're going to move on to the lounge next anyway. Are you going to listen to all the audio and look for errors? Yep. Hmm. I've got like a week and a half and I'm not at work at the moment, so it's fine. Um, If you need me to like listen to my own and... Make some marks. I'd be glad to do that. What do you mean, Doc? Oh, Mud Kip was asking. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh uh, no, not asking. He was telling us, telling us. Um, I mean, suggesting as producer, what are those? I mean, you have yeah, to make yeah, three yeah. cuts. This well, it's been several. Has t- been several okay. times. Like okay. there was one. Like I didn't realize we were going on to the indie pop race, so that was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are a few times where we talk over each other and someone ends up repeating the same thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I can always... Uh, yeah. That's when okay. it's useful to have individual audio tracks. So you can mute one. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's if it gets, like, too many people. If someone just, like, like lightly interjects, then that's, that's no bother. Yeah. Right. I hate oh, are you cutting this part out? Yeah. yeah. We're just gonna, we just going to lead on to some lunch now. Ah, Okay. Okay. Thanks, Okay. Right, so next we're going to talk about Solange's new album, which obviously is very talked about recently. Have you all listened to Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. No. I have. Not me. So, 
I'm gonna be silent. Wow, you need to get on that. You honestly, I will. Yeah, seriously, very good. I will. All the singles I heard so far are amazing. I will. Maybe in a few months, tops. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad. That's no consolation. That is no consolation yeah. right there. I know, but y'all, please don't just cut me some slack. <laughs> for what it's worth, Doc. No, Doc. For what it's worth, it's one of the best albums of the year. So you really need yeah. to get on. I that. will get on it in a few months, tops. Okay. At least I'm not gonna be <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna listen it tomorrow. Then I will be. I mean, if, I, if I remember, if I remember correctly. Pitchfork rated it higher than Lemonade, which is quite interesting. Ooh, mm. interesting indeed. Sibling rivalry. I agree with that though. Sisterly rivalry, right there. I definitely <laughs> agree with that though. I feel like mm. it's oh. more coherent and it's better. But mm. my opinions on Lemonade will be I... oh, very controversial. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. The I includes would... in a seat at the table give it lots of character and personality, something mm. which mm-hmm. Beyonce sometimes can't offer. Be- yeah, because yeah. she's I, I also get the feeling because that Beyonce is pretty private about her uh, private yeah. life. I mean, we can't mm-hmm. honestly tell if that um, cheating rumors thing is a real thing. It's just so. Mm. Mm, let's make a story out of this or something. Like there was. Yeah. I just I like how Solange makes her music personal. Like on this album, I felt connected to her. Like I listened to it, and I totally felt like in her and her experiences. And that is, like, a very, very important part of having, like, a good album in my eyes to make you, like, connect. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, also, it's, like, I-, I already said this, but I feel like it bears repeating. It's just, like, it's so unapologetically black, like, with yeah. every yeah. song. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a song called Don't Touch My Hair. It's, it's yes. I oh, I did listen to that song. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a really good <laughs> just song. Just that song, okay? Just that song. <laughs> It's really yeah, that's good. That's not even charted on the Billboard one, Hot 100. And if I remember correctly, all the features are black artists too. Yeah. So you got Lil mm-hmm. Wayne, Sampha, The Dream, mm-hmm. the Chicago Kid, Q-Tip, Kalila, Kelly Rowland, that sort of st- very theme, very quite yes. a lot of black empowerment theme going on. She yeah. definitely brought that forward, mm-hmm. even when the first track, like Rise, is probably... One of my favorites on the entire that album. That's definitely a highlight, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's really good. the way she kicks in in the beginning, we're making it sound like this like gospel infused kind of like collective soul song that kind of like mm-hmm. kicks in all the different sounds of the album all in one, and I really like that, and I think that kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone have a favorite interlude? Hmm, probably. Tina told me. I, I would say I like th- mine was a uh, for us by us. I like the one with Q-tip. Oh wait, no, that's not an interlude. Never mind. Forget no, no, <laughs> cut that out, which is please. Interlude, which is the interlude where she's talking about being black, and, like beauty and being black, because that was also yeah. That's well. that's for us by us. Yeah, that that was that, yeah, that definitely stood out to me. My favorite mm-hmm. is probably pedestals. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah. So the central theme for um a seat on the table is black, I mean black empowerment. Yeah. 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 I, mm-hmm. I was I was supposed to say this on the Alicia Keys part, but um I forgot, but I sort of forgot. But then 
Okay, I'll discuss about this here. I think that type of theme, especially in regards to what is going on in America right now, I think that is it's more it's more than ever. I mean, it's important more than ever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. These past few years have been like full of albums with black empowerment themes, especially mm-hmm. this whole this whole year. Like, look at mm-hmm. the top ten albums like that are like rated really high from music blogs. A lot of them are black artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's really important. It's very important. Yeah. I hope we get more, especially of these... in today's political climate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope we get more of these albums in the coming years. Go by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the album is very ambient. Might be the might, might be a bad way to describe it, but it's very chill. It's not full of harsh instrumentals or grating lyrics. It's just very like peaceful and calm almost. Yeah, which I, which I, I like can throw it on while I'm doing something. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's Solange's style, right? She is like yeah, her yeah. music's always really chill. Yeah, I like how this could be like her breakout album because this did debut number one on the Billboard 200. Two yeah, of the songs be, just were on the Hot 100. Bonnie Bear by One Thousand, as far as I know. Right. I still think that like, I think that like. A lot of people knew of Solange, but they didn't know Solange in terms of mm. music. Like, a lot of people just saw her as the girl that kicked Jay-Z. Like, none yeah. of them really, well, like... Beyonce's sister, so... Yeah, that yeah. was definitely mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So, like, the music part of it, this was a great introduction to who she is. Because I always saw her as, like, the kind of deeper Beyonce. Where Beyonce is more, like, surface. Solange yeah. is everything else. Like, she has a much more... Like intrinsic personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I think yeah. when this album hit number one, I was not surprised at all because this is the power of word of mouth right here. When uh, I believe oh, yeah. the hype for this album was super high, like in on the internet, so I knew uh, I knew when it, this album is going to be widely discussed, it's definitely going to hit number one. Especially when streaming, when especially when the album is very easy to access on streaming mm-hmm. websites, it's available on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I need to get on listening to that. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll listen yeah, to that. Please. I'll listen to that in a few months tops. Okay, like I said. Currently, <laughs> currently the album is like, currently the album's in my top five of the year. I think just because of how like powerful it is as yeah. a piece of music mm-hmm. and the commercial success is very respectable considering there was mm-hmm. a couple days announcement from announcement to release oh yeah it came yeah, out definitely. of nowhere there were no live performances very little promotion like and then it's still she's scheduled to be on it, yeah she's scheduled mm-hmm. to be on snl soon but like like it's not when like not soon to it will be released mm-hmm. so it's but very i liked what um I liked what Doc said about word of mouth because this is exactly how it's spread. Because you have people like going around and being like, have you listened to this album? It's so good. Like I personally listened to it because people I follow on Twitter kept saying, oh my God, you need to listen to this album. And I did. And I think that was a big part of why it was so popular. And not to mm-hmm. mention, it's a, it's easy to find the album on streaming websites. So, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's it was not stacked titled. with good features. Like, look at the f- list of features. Like, 
course, I would love oh, to yeah. listen to any album with those features. Like Lil Wayne had a good verse, like really good verse. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also like the song Fubu with the Dream of BJ, the Chicago Kid. Yeah. Just because I think mm-hmm. that's a perfect, like it's a perfect collaboration. Like BJ and Solange is something that, like, I never knew I wanted so bad until I listened to it. Mm-hmm. The Dream and BJ are like two of the greatest R&B voices of this generation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Dream yeah, is such a good producer as well. Like, I respect him as a producer yeah. a lot. Of course, yeah. They're, like, always on hip-hop albums, so, like, everyone knows them. Everyone knows their voices. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think we, I think it's time to move on to the biggest mm-hmm. topic of the month, which is, of uh, course, <laughs> Lady Gaga's new album. Yes, Queen! So, yeah. Joanne's new album, sorry. Slay Mama. Don't call her Lady Gaga. <laughs> call her Joanne. Call her Joanne. Yeah. So, I think... I think the plan for this is we're going to go through it track by track. <gasps> yes. Okay. So. Yes, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I've listened to it so many Ooh, times. I'm yes. going to have a lot of things to say here. Ooh, yeah. excited. Also, okay. since I'm like the sole Perfect Illusion stand on this sub, y'all are going to hear. Yeah. I also love Perfect so Illusion. I love Perfect Illusion. I'm with you. Yes, thank yeah. you. This sub is wild. I'm like, Although, why are they hating on it so much? Like, before it's we, not before, a bad track. Good. Before we go into this, I, th- I think AO would have been a better lead single than Perfect yeah, Illusion. Yeah, Definitely. I would agree with that. I agree. Because I'll, okay, because um, I think AO represented the sound of Joanne more than Perfect Illusion. I think Perfect, oh, Il- definitely. Yeah. Perfect Illusion feels like the only, most, the only rock. I mean, not necessarily rock, but rock influence song of the album. Yeah, rockish. Mm-hmm. This well, album also John is more, Wayne, but yeah. With, with Kevin yeah. Parker, too, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Perfect Illusion's very glam rock, like David Bowie kind of influenced. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll come we'll talk later. about that more when we get to it. I'll yeah, come yeah. to this later, but I think there are some tracks that are very David Bowie influenced. Obviously, yes, obviously we know Lady Gaga appreciates David Bowie a lot as an artist, especially mm-hmm. coming after his, his passing. But True, yeah. who doesn't? <laughs> That's yeah. right. mm-hmm. So Diamond Heart, then, go, go into this first track. I, I think it's an excellent opener. opener. Yeah. It's a good yeah. opener. Although I have to admit, I gave this song uh, a bit of a 7.5, but then as I listen to it more, I appreciate more. But with that being said, the moment I first heard it, yes, this is definitely definitely a good opener. I am a little bit surprised people... I made, And maybe I might have seen why pe- some people might have said this. This feels like a bit... This. Uh, some people have said this this song gave them um art pop the title of the song itself not the album uh art pop vibes from it which mm. do you see I don't exactly know how to describe it I though. do see that I see that yeah oh, okay can you elaborate I think she's experimenting even more though so than she was with art pop because definitely coming after Born This Way she was experimenting mm-hmm. with art pop and she wanted to experiment she wants to dabble in other genres such as country, such as soft rock, such as sort of a deserty sort of rock vibe. And I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. It makes me respect her as an artist even more, being like dance pop, country, jazz, soft Man. rock, this sort of stuff. Man. Yeah, especially when she experienced so much success as like yeah. a, a mainstream pop artist it's very to have brave. her branch out. It's yeah. very brave. I think this album does a really good job at 
not this album as a whole, the song primarily Diamond Heart, like bridges the gap between pop and country, but like Lady Gaga country, where it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the album. Like it's not entirely pop, but it's not entirely, you know, like the country that she puts on the album either, like bridges that gap. I wouldn't say that song has that much country influence. I, I, I think the ending had some kind of rock production almost because there are like guitars and stuff and the, good way the album as a whole it's never like <laughs> the album as a whole it's never like completely country there are country influences a lot of it's americana in my opinion yeah i, was yeah, gonna say I think americana. a lot of it a lot of it isn't necessarily country but she puts forth this like like kind of soft rock classic rock kind of like vibe where it's like the eagles and you know artists like that that like kind of bridge the gap between like americana and soft rock and also like sort of like light country not totally entirely i think you know like johnny cash but i think people unfairly prejudice the album by branding it sort of country even though it's far from it i think people just saw the headlines saw perfect illusion listened to perfect illusion even more so when million reasons came out i think I think it's just the unfair sort of image that people had in it, even though when you listen to it, if you totally dismiss the sort of comparisons to country that did come, I think you can appreciate it even more as an album. I think people that brand it as a country album haven't really listened to that much country. Yeah. Because it's only a little bit country. I think the people who do brand a country are also people that like wanted to return to the fame and the fame monster, and I just it's almost as like they're trying to dismiss it as like yeah. insulting it as country. Yeah, like, that's my problem. Fair. I had with some people saying, "Ugh, Joanne Era is so boring, serving to distraints." Yeah, just it's because like... it's not like just because it's not like bad romance, it's obviously going to be country. Like, no, that's not the case. That's not the case. Yeah, you know, you have to let Gaga evolve do whatever she wants because you know if she's gonna do the same thing all over again we're gonna get bored of her eventually i mean i don't want to compare to another artist but avril lavigne has been doing the punk rock thing for too long now and 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 then there's hello kitty oh my gosh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible back to lady gaga please as soon as possible yeah yeah, yeah. Not okay to back to gaga <laughs> back to gaga let's not diss the real queen of pop okay and that okay. <laughs> okay. we need we need a, we need a whole pop, um, pop, podcast episode on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but let's devote an entire episode to that. Okay, let's go back to Joanne. So Ao, what do you think of Ao, the second song? Ao, Ao. That's okay, a highlight Emma. for me. Such One of my highlights. Song. It's just it's just great. Yeah, I think definitely. It's an yeah. excellent single. I think if she released a single first, it probably wouldn't have flopped as much as Perfect Collusion did. Mm-hmm. I think that. This, like, definitely encapsulates what the album is, and I've heard from a lot of people that just kind of, like, vaguely, like, hear the song that they're, enjo- like, they're in love with it, they enjoy it, which I think is definitely a departure from the initial reaction everybody had, the perfect illusion, so. Mm-hmm. It might yeah. be the popular song on the record. Yeah, totally. Mm, yeah, actually, that's a good point. I really it was hope, a good I choice really... to perform this rather than Perfect Illusion at the on SNL last night as well. With I thought that mil- was very good. Million Reasons and AO, wasn't it? 
Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I really I really hope Gaga um upgrades AO from a promotional single to a main yeah. main single. I really I hope so. I, really I also so. heard two commercials on SNL with AO, so it does seem Apple like she's going to promote it yeah, more. Yeah, there's than an Apple Music, Apple Music um, advertisement. I think use the AO song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very solid single throughout. Like, it's very it's very poppy, and Fun I think words, that yeah. a lot of people will enjoy it if it goes on radio. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. I do get like a like Janelle Monae on... vibe from it. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't think about that, but now you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, it's very funky and danceable, you know. And the horn section, mm-hmm. like that's... dance apocalyptic vibes. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. that's the vibe I got from it. Right. Joanne, then the first ballad. Oh the my gosh! I I almost I love the it. title track. I almost <laughs> want to cry just listening Chills. to it. Yeah, it's. I guess she's singing this from the perspective of her father, I guess. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, maybe. It almost makes me want to cry because, like, if I recall, Gaga has, has said that um, this, this, uh, this person that Gaga has never met before in her life is such an important figure, not just to her life, but also her family's life because it seems like her father has adored her sister. I mean, uh, his sister so much so it's so and i believe um uh gaga's aunt joanne uh aunt uh, uh okay sorry let me repeat gaga's aunt uh joanne died at the, such a young age um i might be mistaken probably she died around 17 or 19 i think so hmm. yeah I so someone looking at it up. oh oh crap can someone <laughs> fact check <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. It's such a really emotional song, and I almost want to cry. It's such a good album. I mean, such a good song. I mean, I always listen to it, and I've I wasn't particularly keen on it the first time I listened to it, but the more I listened, the more it grew on me to the point where it's now one of my favorite songs on the record. It's definitely one of my and favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. I like the way I listen to it. It feels like a Sufjan Stevens track that Lady Gaga is singing over. And as somebody who stands Sufjan, that's, like, iconic. Mm. And I think that it's very down-tempo and completely unprecedented as to what else she's doing. And I love that. And I love how it tugs at the heartstrings and everything. It's just so good. Yeah, the whole instrumentation is very subtle. And I think that just Mm complements her voice so well. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, her voice, like, it, it just does the track so much so many wonders the dynamics of it are great it's subtle when it has to be it's really strong when yeah. it has to be when you compare her voice from certain tracks on like the fame you know what i mean i understand that album's like heavily produced but when you compare vocally to some of the tracks on there to this and the vocal run she's doing on the hook and the chorus like that's an insane change like it's insanely dynamic in terms of who she is as an artist and her style, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely commend Lady Gaga. I know being a ballad, sometimes ballads can be boring a lot of the time, but given the production and the instrumental of the song, it definitely complements her vocals to where it's not mm-hmm. boring at all. It's yeah. a very good yeah. quality of a ballad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I next agree. is John Wayne then. Yes! <laughs> that He's opening line. That kick drum, though. That opening line of mm-hmm. that song, that is so classic Lady Gaga. When I first heard that, when she, like, start when she screams, you know what I mean, in the beginning? Yeah. Like, yeah. That caught me so off guard. I was yeah. listening. Can you? And, like, I literally gasped out loud. <laughs> Can you go caught faster? me so off guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it got me. Start. It, yeah, it was just so like a perfect blend like, of old Gaga and new Gaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Together. It's oh. probably my favorite moment on the entire album. Yeah. Like, musical moment, that scream. Like, it's just so good. So good. So good. And let me add that on the list of collaborators, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age Ooh, helped write the album. Really? So as soon as I heard this song, and I heard mm-hmm. those desert rock riffs and that, like, that kick drum... I thought like right away, like, this is the Josh Homme track. And it was him. Mm. Like he was on this song. And that guitar yeah, solo I... at the end, that was like mm-hmm. beautiful coming from him. Yeah. You definitely see the influences on these tracks. Mm-hmm. Like just looking now, he performs guitar and drums, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Was some very interesting I credits. really like it. There is some very interesting credits yeah. for the album. Like um, Haim from the band Haim, she does she does some percussion on the album. Yeah, SD Haim. Yeah, she, I always I say Haim. Haim. <laughs> Haim. I think that sorry, yeah, SD Haim from the band. Haim. You Brits with your weird pronunciations. <laughs> I'll cut that. Sorry. This song is. No, this song it'll is go in so the preview. Like... It'll go in the preview. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The song is so, like, odd in that, like, it's definitely, like, weird in terms of Lady Gaga and her styles. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, this is my favorite song on the record. This is my favorite. And, like, when thinking, like, sonically how it sounds, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? How people are, like, attached to this song. Yeah. Yeah. So next up is one of the... One of the fan favorites so far, I think, is Dancing in Circles. Oh, yeah. Dancing in Circles and- is my favorite song on the album. Oh, this really? This is my favorite song. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. And That's I think a lot of it has to do... Yeah, I love... A lot of it has to do with the production. It's produced by um, it's produced by Beck. And you definitely see that once you... Oh, my bad. Can you cut that out? Sorry? Never mind. Hmm? Can you cut that out? Beck wrote it, not produced it. Never mind. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But even but, the influence um, is evident from Beck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Beck a lot, and I love his music and his solo stuff. And once you like know that this song is Beck influenced, it kind of like enhances the appreciation that I have for it. I just love it a lot, and I think that like subject matter aside, I think it's a very nice <laughs> song to listen to. It's, it's one of the catchiest songs. Like when she says, "Like baby, don't cry, baby, don't cry." Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very, it's very catchy. Yeah, I really got like a nice Latin vibe from it. You know, I was oh, like definitely. imagining her like seeing this while dancing around a fire. Also, I don't know if anybody else felt like this, but the beginning gave me MIA vibes. Oh, I definitely hear that, yeah. Right? Especially when she's like the in the new... beginning and the beat and the like cultural kind of sounds. Yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I got, which is kind of why I like it too, because I love that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely sonic an inter- interesting. Sound. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's, like it's a very interesting track. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I listened to it, like I was just moving my shoulders throughout the whole song. Like I, not, I was loving it so much. Not as danceable as Ao or Diamond Heart, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I just I like hearing Gaga whispers again. <laughs> but you Ooh. thought Diamond Heart was danceable? It was yeah. pretty low key. I thought so too. I could see it in like, not necessarily a club, but like, just somewhere where people are dancing. Right. Like so, a dive bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. That's I mean, the her last stop is coming up in a couple of days, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that topic, I hope she dances a proper tour, like a proper Joanne Ball. That'd be great. Oh, I hope she keeps the Ball name on her next tour, because that's yeah. what makes, yeah, the Joanne Ball. <laughs> The Joanne Ball. That's well, that has the work on the. Well, we all know she's performing the halftime show at the Super Bowl, so. Oh, I yeah. hope she plays. <laughs> Sorry, actually, that was really bad. <laughs> I. Hope I don't think she'll play this song, but I enjoy this do, song. She'll I hope. She'll do AO. Definitely. Yeah, she's definitely. She'll definitely do AO. Do AO. Yeah. I hope I she does. I think I'd like to see Perfect Illusion. Maybe. Oh, me too. Perfect Illusion has to be on the halftime show for sure. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see this as a closer to her performance, honestly. How many mm-hmm. songs do artists usually go through when they're on the Depends. show? Depends. Five or six off the top of my head. I think Prince did like four, but he did Purple Rain in its entirety, so. Mm. Uh, I well, mean, they last like 15 to 20 minutes, so it could be any amount. I mean, it's been like decades. Yeah. It's been decades since there's been a halftime show without guests, so that's yeah. going to be interesting. Maybe, yeah. maybe Florence will be on the halftime show, you never know. Ooh. Or Mike Ronson. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, Mark Ronson. I mean, sure. he was he, he was at the last halftime show with he was on the side, but he was actually there. Yeah. Oh yeah, uptown yeah. yeah. I thought it was Speaking cool that he actually Ronson accompanied her to SNL. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. I enjoyed. And Blood Pop was there. in the background too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Really? Actually. Yeah, so I noticed him with his uh, bleach hair. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing synths. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna have like a whole band with her throughout this whole tour, you know. There's a lot of instrumentation that. on this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we've got to discuss Perfect Illusion, I guess. Ooh. Perfect Illusion. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ah, all right. My time to shine. <laughs> all right. Take it away. I say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think divisive is a pretty good word to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I love this song, and I love it from the moment I heard it to the 50th listen, and I don't understand how people cannot like this song. Same, exactly. Like, I think people are just salty. Yeah. <laughs> With this new direction. I think, yeah, pe- I think, I like it. I think people are just like, oh, this is so strange. I never heard of this Gaga before. So I under- so I understood, especially on the first listen, on the first few listens, people would feel a bit weirded mm-hmm. out. That this is the type of new song. I mean, that type of new sound that Gaga is making. With that being said, mm-hmm. I also loved it the first time I heard it. Like I remember, yeah, there was same. this, there was this fresh, fresh, uh, uh, fresh streaming um, link to the song, and I keep commenting, "This is my third listen. This is so good. Six listen. This is so good." Okay, I think it, you you're talking about the mega thread. No, not the mega the thread, mega the fresh thread. thread. Okay. Actually, uh, I feel like this part needs to be cut. The the fresh thread thing. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I will do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, I yeah, mean, I, auto I, moderator I, loves the song. I can probably, so. I, I can probably just like make a whole bloopers episode of just like Doc going. Can this part be cut? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the song is very layered and as somebody who really appreciates is, production, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Like even at the end where like the subtle synth rips and everything, like yes. it's kind of fitting considering, you know, Kevin Parker produced it and Tame Impala is one of the like most psychedelic kind of artists today. Yeah. And um I think you definitely see that in the production with the layers and the synths and the whole sound and aesthetic of it. Yeah, I definitely Most didn't time appreciate it as much on the first listen. Uh, I think it might mm-hmm. have been because of like the weird radio link. It had like sort of bad quality. But as I sort of like, once I heard it the first time, I'm like, well, this is really different. This isn't what I'm used to. But then as you sort of understand that that's what she's trying to go for and she's trying to break the mold, you start to appreciate the song more and more. And especially uh, once I saw the video, that really helped yeah. it click into place for me. And in my the opinion, video definitely fits the song, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I also, actually completely agree with you, Tuck. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree because most of the time I heard it was through like a, a bad stream or like speakers from the laptop or the radio. But the first time mm-hmm. I listened on headphones... I noticed all these layers of production, the synths, the guitar, like the drums. I thought the ending of it just like saved the whole song. Yeah. I said to love it. I think the reason a lot of people didn't like it is because there was all this pretense about Lady Gaga returning to pop after like so many years. I don't think people should have come into the song with that sort of idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to... You need to come into this with open open eyes, like, really. I also think there was a lot of hype around that. Like, I remember iHeartRadio yeah. being like, this song is better than Bad Romance, it's better oh. than Paparazzi, it's yeah, better Mark, than Poker Face. Mark Ronson said, that, like, this is his best work ever. Like, mm-hmm. you don't say that about a song. That's like, otherwise people are bound to be disappointed. Before people have listened to it. I mean, Mark Ronson's a very prolific producer, and I think that being familiar with some of his work, I think this is one of his best songs production wise but that's with personal bias because i really really like this song but i think that when people overhype it kind of detracted from the initial feel of the song like people already listened to it and were like oh this isn't as good as bad romance this sucks you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i think we think you just really have to ignore. throw your expectations out yeah. yeah yeah if we ignore all the initial like expectations and all like people wanting the poppy Lady Gaga, yeah. Not, you you appreciate it when you see it from a like in the context of her discography, you know, um, yeah. The evolve, um, sorry, cut this. The evolution of <laughs> the genres that she's going through, and I think people are really like love it years from now. Like this is gonna be the album. Oh, definitely. That they Hopefully. look back to. Yeah. Hopefully. If Lady Gaga releases like. Loads more albums. The Perfect Illusion will be an iconic track from her discography, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it has the potential to stand the test of time because it seems like, like I was saying before, the influences on this track are already like older genres like glam rock and all that stuff. So when you like take it into comparison with the genre she's taking influence from, it's kind of makes sense of how long. This test has, I mean, how long this song has the potential to, like, be relevant? Mm-hmm. 
also this might I mean you, you can't dismiss the fact that it's a very memorable song it might seem like a sort of stupid point to me but it's very memorable it is memorable yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely yeah that riff is really iconic yeah I've heard a lot of people say how I've heard a lot of people say how like weird the lyrics are where it's like very quick and it's simple and it's easy and the song's over before three minutes but at the same time it keeps everything concise and it keeps everything from going on too long it was sort of like a trojan horse i guess because like the way that she added this a lot of people reacted negatively and then like we're like what's what's going on what is this what is this new gaga and then she follows it up with two singles that I think are arguably probably better than Perfect Illusion um, that sort of help people ease into this new era of Gaga that like is obviously a different sound from her beginning years and now like everybody's praising the album and it's achieving success. Yeah. I do have a question um, about the how the single was released. If Gaga did not announce that the sing- that the lead- that the lead that the lead single is coming out, and instead just drops it by surprise with no one expecting this, do you think this song would be fared better with everyone? I think yeah. it'd probably fare worse. I think we'd prefer better, especially really? especially with albums like Self Titled by Beyonce being so successful so quickly. If you See, if you I- get the promotion early in after the surprise release. Especially with social media nowadays, I think it could have been more popular than it is. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it probably would have fared fared a little bit worse just because of how different the sound is sonically to her other projects. Like if it was more, if it sounded more like, say, the Fame or the Fame Monster or even like Born This Way, if it sounded something along those lines, I think it would have done better if it was a surprise release. Like you have to build up. You have to build up kind of like anticipation for a song that's different so people don't automatically listen to it and think, oh, like this sucks. But would you not have thought that a lot of criticism of the song is that the hype was built up? If the, if it just surprised you, there wouldn't have been any hype to have had and it may have performed better that way. Yeah, it was definitely overhyped a lot. Yeah. Especially exactly. with like those fake leaks you coming can't, out. You can't, over, you can't overhype <laughs> a song if it's a surprise drop, if you get what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. You're right. We don't need like a traditional album and single rollout like we used to because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a, is... I saw a comment in the Beyonce roast thread that was like she surprise drops her album so that people can't set their expectations too high. And I think that's sort of uh, <laughs> relevant here when talking about if Perfect yeah. Illusion had been dropped on a surprise, the expectations wouldn't have been so like through the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next track is going to be Million Reasons as well, which is another mm. promotional single. What did you guys think of that? Though? Mm-hmm. Grammy 2018. I loved it. 2018 <laughs> Grammy Song of the Year winner. I'm calling it. Oh. I agree I mean, with that. I think mm. it's... This is something... I don't know. I think it's a very good single yeah. to choose. And like, it's a ballad, but it's a Lady Gaga ballad, which makes it like different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see... I definitely. Yeah. I hope this song wins a Grammy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels like. And even I with think her. It was, I think it was definitely a good choice to put it on SNL with Ao to have a couple those two together because like the first track was 
yeah, all the danceability and like uh, heavy parts of Joanne, and then having this come after is like this sort of here's me showcasing my vocal ability, and I can still do slow songs too as well. So check out the album. I was just about to say that I really like how I really like her performance on um on uh, SNL. I thought it was very good, and it was very, like, it showcased her vocal talents, which I think a lot of people kind of forgot about, you know what I mean? Because she shows it in bursts, and I think after Perfect Illusion, I think people needed something like that. Especially with, there's not many ballads on this, obviously, so to have this as, like, one of the standout tracks is uh, really good. I think this was the song that actually made me really glad that she took an Americana direction because it just came out so well. Like this was definitely one of my favorites on the track. And adding to that, like the melody of this is just beautiful. Okay. I love how this song is just simple for some reason, yet it feels so epic, that ballad epic moment of it. Like it's so simple. It's just so simply made, yet it's it's so powerful. I love that's one of the things I love about this song. Yeah, definitely. I think you hear the emotion in her voice more than anything, and that's a big part of it. Like, whenever I listen to the song, I get caught up in feelings that I didn't even know I had. Like, I don't even know how I relate, but <laughs> I do, because that's how much, like, I connect. I mean, I know you guys like it, but now I'm just going <laughs> to give my honest opinion. I don't really like Million Reasons. It's it's an okay song. I just I just don't find it very interesting. I appreciate her vocals. I respect the song, but it just doesn't do that much for me. It's still a good song. I don't hate the song. It's just it is not a standout on Joanne for me. Hmm. Hmm. I get the feeling that yeah. there's other tracks that are better on Joanne. I just like this as it's like, definitely not the worst. It's it's, it's a good song. Best. It's a bop. That's what I've got to say about it. Hmm. I understand that it being middle of the road as a single, though. I think it's it's a good ballad single. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much radio play it'll Depends get, it's but it's a good a full single, ballad single. Right, right, I don't right. think so either. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I didn't think Joanne was that good at the start until I gave it like a few more listens and it was good. So, yeah. Hmm. Now, the minute I listened to Joanne, I loved it. The song that is, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, <laughs> Sinner's Prayer. Yeah. Ooh. This one, I'm, I'm really happy at how it, like, flips expectations, I guess is a good way to say it. Like, with that mm-hmm. opening guitar riff, like the dun-dun-dun-dun, that it, it feels like it's going to be a different song. And then the chorus kicks in, and it's like a totally different vibe than what the intro gives. And it definitely feels oh, like I feel that like the mm-hmm. most western for me. Oh I yeah, guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, I think this is like I the just most like that it's country like, song on the album. Yeah. If I'm being honest, it's probably my least favorite on the album. Oh. But even then, I would probably rate it like a solid like 7 out of 10. Like yeah. It's still amazing. Uh-huh. It's probably, mm-hmm. though, my least favorite just because there's other songs on the album that are better, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually agree did, with you. Many people yeah. did mm-hmm. comment that 
it's one of the most country songs in the album. We've spoken about how it's not an entirely country country album, but many people do think that this is one of the more country inspired songs. Yeah, it's like. Oh well, yeah, most... I mean, it has like slide guitar in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's unapologetically country. Mm-hmm. So, I like it a lot, though. I thought. Okay, cut this part out, but I thought somebody played like the slide guitar on that. I'll find I'm out. looking right now. Yeah, somebody famous. Okay, did you guys did you guys listen to the demo, Father John Misty? I listened to. I did. I listened to part of it. Snippets of it. Yeah. I think I like it more I'm better than the actual song. Josh Hum played slide guitar. Oh yeah. Yes. I want to talk about mm-hmm. Josh Hum. So yeah. so let's go yeah. back and say you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. um, I heard Josh Homme played slide guitar on the song, and I think it shows, and it just like kind of brings everything together. That instrumentation. Yes, Josh mm-hmm. Homme is just a god on slide guitar. I I'm really glad <laughs> he contributed that to the song. I think yeah. he's over a lot of tracks on this album, which is amazing. I love that a lot. Yeah, definitely. I'm really yeah. impressed with everything he does. And he was credited as an actual co-producer in Diamond Hearts, not even just an instrumentalist. He was actually yeah. did did the co-production for the opening track. Yeah, that was really cool, mm-hmm. actually. I didn't know you could produce. Along with Jeff Basker. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Jeff Basker. Oh, also... Uh, oh, never mind. Right, so... After, so, after coming after Sinner's Prayer is Come to Mama. Which... Oh, okay. This is. <laughs> oh, man. This song this... ended violence. <laughs> okay, be... I'll no, be this, off. Yeah. This, song, this song, I think, is ins- very inspired by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I was just about to say that. This song is very, very David Bowie esque. I could even. Um, I can just imagine him listening to this song, singing the song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Given, given like, Gaga's. How much Gaga is influenced by David Bowie, you can definitely tell that that has impacted the song. Mm-hmm. This one and Perfect Illusion, I think, are very similar in terms mm. of the sound, like sonically. I think that both of them carry this glam rock vibe, which, again, like you said, ties into David Bowie mm-hmm. influence. I like it a lot. I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a demo of Come to Mama, which was performed by Father John Misty, which is another interesting mm-hmm. note about the song. I really yeah, like it's... that. I think that demo's better than the actual song, in my opinion. Oh, really? But, mm. yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's cool okay. to see how the like two styles diverged, especially when it, in terms of vocals. Like, obviously, Father John Misty doesn't have the chops that Lady Gaga has, but seeing them uh seeing how like the direction that they both took is kind of interesting i mean mm-hmm. and saying that i could imagine david bowie performing this song it makes sense someone like father john misty also performing this song with that male sort of voice mm-hmm. yeah which is odd saying but like mm. i feel like having it under lady gaga's voice is like Cut this part out. I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. Next. <laughs> okay. I do have an opinion about this song. Okay. I think I might get lynched for this, but um, this is my least favorite song from the album, actually. Like Understandable. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm Gaga's vocals is amazing. I love it. It feels so... Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like she's like the mama to this song. It's like 
come here, come here, yeah. let's soothe you out. And I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics. I feel like they're actually very, very timely for me for some reason. I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just like Gaga saying, hey, cut the, let's stop fighting. Let's just love each other type of thing. For some reason, it feels timely, especially for some reason at this time. At this time, where it seems like everyone just just hates each other for some reason. However, my main problem with this song was actually the production. For some reason, it felt oddly placed. I, it felt odd. I don't know how to say that exactly. I don't know how to elaborate that. I feel like Gaga sang the chorus a little bit too quick. It, I don't know how to say that exactly. But yeah, that I just felt like the production is just odd, and I feel like it could have been better, in my opinion. So. You do have a point because think... this is like the one oddball glam rock track on the album. Yeah. Mhm. I think my issue with this track, this is probably my second to least favorite on the on the album. Like, if if um, Sinner's Prayer is a seven, this is probably like a seven point five. Mhm. I really don't like. I really don't have any like strong opinions on it and i think that it sounds sort of artificial perhaps in terms of like lyrics like it seems like a typical oh you know everybody should just get along kind of song Mm, yeah you have a point there it is kind of cliche Mm -hmm. although yeah the cliche-ness is what is off-putting i will say that the sax solo at the end kind of makes up for it yeah Mm -hmm. this song is the most i think soft rock influenced like i listened to this song and maybe it's just because of the parallels between the instrumentation on this and benny and the jets but i listen to this song and i hear elton john Mm -hmm. like this is definitely soft rock song yeah definitely it's very very like elton john influenced in particular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of my add like a modern touch to it with the those synths Mm -hmm. like i i don't think anyone expected those synths to come in it's like yeah. a modern flavor to an old sounding song. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. My only issue with it is that I think that Florence kind of vocally outperformed Lady Gaga on certain parts. Yeah. When they're going mm-hmm. when they're going back and forth. You have a point there. And I listen But here's when I listened to it the first time and they were going back and forth, like Florence comes in with this, you know, hard hitting, iconic voice and then in comparison Lady Gaga kind of sounds a little bit lackluster and i know they have different vocal sounds and styles but it kind of like demeans lady gaga's voice a little bit to be on par with somebody that has such a powerful voice Mm -hmm. on that on that note though i really like how they did the feature it's not like lady gaga does a verse clones does a verse yeah it was a duet it's a duet yeah it's like a duet. duet it feels much more like a duet which is which is i feel is much better than just having like making it feel like a phoned in sort of verse yeah the thing is is involved Mm -hmm. you see actually my favorite part of this song is actually how gaga and florence's vocals complement each other so while i do understand why florence feels like she over overpowered gaga in vocal terms of this song i don't know it's just uh florence and gaga their voices complement each other. They don't feel out of place. It's like this duet you never thought you needed, but it's there and it's the best thing ever. And um, yeah, I honestly can't think of any other artist that would have been better than Florence on the track. 
It's very mm-hmm. fitting. It's very fitting indeed. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised that Florence and the I mean Florence is just a featured artist. I feel like she deserved a with credit because there's songs like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because it feels like a duet, not just like Florence doing a just exactly. a, a verse on her right. own. She deserves a with credit. I feel like they need to. Re- I think they give they need to give Florence more credit on this song, honestly. Mm-hmm. But that's just yeah, because they're like yeah. two yeah. of the most soulful voices of today's generation. Right. Well, Angel Down obviously is the next track. It's a great also closer. Complemented by the work tape on the deluxe edition song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cathartic emotionally mm-hmm. and listening to it it has a lot of power and when you look at it not as a deluxe version but a regular album like you said it's a good closer mm-hmm. yeah it did close the album well although as a as a low-key kind of subtle ballad I, I will say it's not as good as the others, like Joanne and Perfect. Uh, I mean, Joanne and Million Reasons, because I think mm-hmm. the dynamics aren't as powerful. I think yeah, the dy- the dynamics are my biggest problem with the track, and I guess yeah, it's my for least me, favorite. For me, I enjoy it more than a Million Reasons. Like obviously, it doesn't have that like roaring sense of like balladness i guess you could call it but the the chorus i liked better and just the the flow of the track flowed better for me than million reasons i could honestly see gaga performing this at like a campfire with just a guitar that's that's it's like it's very low-key and simple Ooh, song. You're right. oh yeah, yeah totally it's very smooth and i mean that like an adele track is smooth mm. it kind of flows and it's nice and it's just easy to listen to Mm-hmm. I like it a lot personally. Yeah, same here. It's definitely warmed up on me because the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, like this is good," but I really don't have any connection to it. And then I listened to it a couple more times, and it like sunk in more as a song, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know what made Gaga wrote that song? I don't. Uh, wasn't it Trayvon Taylor? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. Gaga tweeted that. The, really, I believe. Oh yes, I remember. I see. Remember, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, I believe Gaga said on Twitter that this song was in. She was inspired to write this after uh the whole uh Trayvon Martin thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Really, oh, I wow. didn't know that. That's a very respectful thing, like as an artist to do. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm Pops really about to, to cry. Gaga. I didn't know that. Lady Gaga's like so woke. I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's kind of why I wish the dynamics were so much like more powerful because it's a really great song topic and it's really mm-hmm. it's powerful you know and it's mm-hmm. a sensitive topic for a lot of people it I is, just wish she uh-huh. did it a little stronger but it yeah. came out well mm-hmm. yeah I really like this song and now that I know the story behind it, it kind of makes it a little bit more better in my eyes wow mm-hmm. well Right, so the first deluxe track I think we ought to talk about, Grigio Girls. Oh my god. Ah, the bop. Yeah. I love this song so much. This song. The iconic line. The Spice Girls line. (laughs) Spice Girls line. Spice Girls and this bitch. Is that what she sang, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It is. The the song itself is just kind of playful and fun. I just love it. Mm -hmm. 
that's the word playful i i was mm. trying to think of how to describe it and that seems like it seems like the song is sort of like oh you know a friendship anthem mm. which i really like it's and also it's sim- also sorry what, what were you gonna say similarly to angel down this could be like a campfire sort of song yeah like a simple yeah. low-key not not it's not the like the instrumentation isn't too elaborate that sort of stuff Mm-hmm. It really and the showcases melody is her very well. simple. Yeah, yeah. The melody is very simple, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of familiar, but at the same time, it's it hits hard. Like when she sings the Spice Girls line or whatever, like that's it's so good, like musically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when I was listening to the album, I was reading through the lyrics on Genius on Genius dot com, which, by the way, is an excellent. Mm-hmm website um i think yeah, i i think i read up while listening to the song and then the song's corresponding lyric page uh gaga said that this song was inspired by her friend who has stage four cancer like yeah oh, wow. so she was so um wow. instead of just like crying because of uh well it's sort of an emotional song but she's mm-hmm. she said that um if i recall correctly she said like she wanted to write this song it's more like okay, let's just have fun while 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 it while it lasts, you know, before she, her friend is totally oh, gone. And I think mm-hmm. that just gives more depth to this song because not only this is because this song is indeed about friendship. And I don't know, it's 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 both a bittersweet song, I guess. Wow! And when yeah. Gaga performed this song on her New York dive bar tour, she her mm-hmm. her friend. Uh, the one that had the stage four cancer, she was there in attendance, and while Gaga performed, oh, wow. it was so. And then Gaga went out of the stage and went near to her friend, I guess, if I recall correctly. And it's wow. I never thought of the song in that sort of light before, but hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can definitely see it in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Like it kind of enhances the depth of just like a friendship between girl song into like something you know deeper mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right well finally i think i've got to discuss the final track on the deluxe version just another day okay I'm, just another i don't know if i'm the only one who gets this but i get like major beatles vibes from this Oh yeah Ooh, i can see yeah. that now pointed out yeah i can see that now you pointed out definitely yeah it just feels like early. Beatles. It sounds like something. Sounds like something from like, like Abbey Road, kind of yeah. that kind of playful, sort of. It's very happy. Like piano oh, vibes. It's very happy. Yeah. It's just like a cheerful song. Yeah, it's very yeah. happy. Very. Playful. It's very happy. I don't know if I would have picked this to be a closer, but either way, I think it's a very nice addition yeah. to the album as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Other than other than the work take of Angel Down this would be considered mm-hmm. the closer yeah 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 this is probably one of my top favorite songs from this album actually i just love how happy it sounds it's probably the happiest song from gaga ever honestly yeah yeah Ooh. this a lot of songs on this album just feel like a love letter to like her musical influences and just the whole style of the americana uh it's very true musical. it's very true totally. to herself yeah yeah. Which, which yeah is the theme now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it, the Beatles' influences are definitely very, very 
like profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of classic I like it. rock as a closer. Are like yeah. influencing this album. Mm-hmm. As a closer, I don't think it's necessarily the best song to put as the last, but either way, I just I like it a lot. Yeah. To be fair, I see Angel Down as the official closer. Yeah, yeah. I always mm-hmm. see the standard closer as the real one. Like these are like bonus tracks. These like, are like after the, the encore. Hours of Life of Pablo is a bonus track. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think we've discussed every track on Duran now. So thanks for listening, mm-hmm. guys. It's been a very long episode for our first episode, <laughs> but we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys tune in soon. It's been fun. Oh, okay. Final thoughts. Should we do final thoughts? Is yeah, we should. Like overall, you know. Oh yeah, should we just do like our rates, like out of ten for the album? Oh yeah, we should. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, give me oh, like, yeah, yeah. give me like a minute to think about my rate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's actually a good um, idea. It, it seems a bit abrupt. It's just like that's the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I give my rate? Yeah. Um, give me like two uh, minutes. It's just another day. All right, I'll just give like a tentative rating. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, so. Okay. So, what are your final thoughts on this album then? Ratings and just some closing thoughts on the album. Okay, my thoughts on Joanne. Um, this is definitely, uh, definitely my second favorite Lady Gaga album. I'm just so, I'm just so proud as a fan that she just like, honestly, if you told me during the Fame era that she would do this type of album, I will, I will laugh at you. Like, haha, she's never gonna do that. <laughs> but no. Like, but as soon as Born This Way came out, um, and then there's You and I, for example, I feel like what You and I is just her planting seeds that would eventually lead up to this album. And yeah, I'm just so glad. I'm just so happy as a fan that this is the type of music that Gaga has been wanting to make for so long. And I'm so proud of her. And she, I don't know. I'm just, and I hope, and I think um, this in this album, she's trying to show everyone that 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 Lady Gaga can sing. She's just she's not just some gim she's just not some gimmick artist at all. I hope everyone realizes that this is this is the album. This is finally her showing to the world that she can sing. She's talented, and let's not forget that she can jump genres from one genre to to another, from electro pop. To uh to straight up indie EDM, which is very evident in art an art pop, and then to jazz with cheek to cheek with Tony Bennett, which I haven't listened to. I know there's this one person who's pretty annoyed at me for not listening to this. I'll get on listening to that, and then and then to this to this album Joanne, which is Americana inspired. I don't know. I'm just so happy, and um, there's no one else like her. No one else like her. There is no other pop star like Lady Gaga who can just jump to one genre and to another and just do it flawlessly. I think a lot of legends, especially like Michael Jackson, for example, would be very happy. I'm so happy that she made this album. 
I'm giving this album a 9 over 10. I think I would feel the same way in terms of, like, rates. I think this is Lady Gaga's most mature album when compared to her previous work. And I think that's reflected in the genres as well as the content of what the songs are. I mean, not to say that, like, art pop or whatever wasn't a mature album. I think musically, the experimentation that she does on that is very mature. It's just that on this album, the sounds that she's pursuing and the, like, content of the lyrics and just everything, the influences, it's all very, very mature. And I think this is kind of coming off of her work in with Tony Bennett and the genres in that and as well as like her performances doing the sound of music thing at the Oscars like things like that definitely kind of turned her on to this kind of sound which I really like and I think that it's definitely a way to open more people's eyes in a way that they were with the sound of music performance or her work with Tony Bennett like it's definitely a way to get more people to respect her for the artist that she is and to put her from this gimmicky kind of reputation that she has into this next plane of artistry like David Bowie like Michael Jackson and that sort of thing and I think that this album definitely reflects that desire to be a more pronounced artist like this album is definitely in artistry like unprecedented it's like it's overwhelming in terms of how much artistry there is but um overall i'd probably also rate it a 9 out of 10 just because of how good the tracks are like going through there's certain tracks that may not be as good as the rest but they're still managing like an 8 out of 10 which is i think a testament to how good the album as is, is as a whole. I still I still really like it and I think the standout tracks are um standout tracks are probably John Wayne Dancing in Circles, um Angel Down, Grigio Girls. I would I'm inclined to say the whole album just because of how good it is. But uh I just I really like it all and I'd probably give it a nine out of ten and it's definitely one of my favorite releases of the entire year so far. But I think it'll grow on me the more I listen to it, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, just to build on what both of you guys said, it's like, it's just so crazy to think of how far we've come from like Lady Gaga in a meat dress to Lady Gaga on the cover of Joanne. Like, just looking at the cover of Joanne, like, basically conveys a lot of about what this album is about. I mean, like, the the pink hat the blonde hair it's just everything is very cohesive and the sounds like they're varied but it's it's varied in a deliberate manner that sort of pays respects to her past and then like looks ahead to her future um i mean the track like there are tracks that sound completely different from each other but the way that the album flows they all make sense together and the way that they the album comes together as a whole with the closing is just like kind of amazing. Um, so I'd probably also give it a nine out of 10. I think I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. Cause, um, you know, to be honest, I've never been this excited for a Gaga album, like ever. Like I was always just a casual fan. 
you know, like that, that list of collaborators, like really hyped, hyped me up, especially being like an indie fan. And yeah, I think they really helped bring the production to like the spotlight of the album. It, um, and not to like downplay her vocals or like the lyrics or anything, but the production definitely was my favorite part of the album. And like all my favorite songs on the album, which were like John Wayne, Dancing Circles, Million Reasons, like most of those are because of the production. <laughs> That's what I love about that. Like there's a lot to uncover here. Like there are layers to this album. You really got to like listen to headphones. Like I think each new time you listen to it, you're going to notice more things in the production. And I, I think everyone should just take her more seriously as an artist if they hadn't already. You know, this is like a new Gaga. You know, Joanne is like a character, but it's also like a new era for her too. So this is really exciting. I I really, I'm really, really impressed with this. And yeah, it's, I think it's one of my favorites of the year too. I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Or a strong 8 out of 10. Yeah, I really, really, really did enjoy it. Okay, now people are kind of scared. I know there's some fans out there that they're scared about how Lady Gaga would would flop in this era, which I will fucking disagree, by the way. Because here's the thing. When when she hops to one genre to another and does it flawlessly, like I said, and the fact that she changed the, the music industry game so early in her career, I don't think she'll ever be a flop. I think she's a... Okay, this might be an overstatement from me, but I think she's one of the new legends of our generation, and I think people will remember her fondly so much, and yeah, that's all I have to say. And even if it flops now, I think in terms of like legacy, I think this is the album that will be remembered. Even if it doesn't so do so well commercially now, I think in the future, this is the album people are going to look at when they think of Lady Gaga. Yeah, and she's definitely at the point where she doesn't care about chart impact or success. I mean, that's why that's why she went into this album experimenting and working with new genres. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's a good note to end the night off with. Then, thanks for sticking with us. It's been very fun. It's been a long debut episode, but I've enjoyed it. I hope you join us next month.